The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Yes, it's here. Tuesday, Good News Day. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Tuesday, January 30th, 2024, Tuesday of the fourth week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's Liturgical Year B, Cycle 2. Tuesday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the Rosary. And our saint today is St. Batildus, born in 626 in England, where she was enslaved and taken to Neustria, which was part of the Frankish Kingdom. In time, Batildus became a trusted member of King Clovis II's court and married him in 649. She bore him three sons, Clotaire III, Childeric II, and Thierry III, all of whom became kings. When Clovis died in 657, Batildus served as regent for Clotaire III. She had founded a Benedictine convent at Shell, as well as St. Denis Monastery in Corby. When Clotaire III assumed the throne, Batildus retired to Shell, where she died January 30th, 680. St. Batildus, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Come, Holy Spirit, inflame our hearts with the longings of Christ's sacred heart, so that we might truly offer our persons and works in union with him for the salvation of the world. Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, we consecrate ourselves to your Sacred Heart, and we offer ourselves with you to the Father in your holy sacrifice of the Mass, with our prayer, works, sufferings, and joys of this day, in reparation for our sins, and that your kingdom come. We especially pray for the Church throughout the world, for the Holy Father and His intentions, for the evangelization and conversion of the whole world, for our bishop and his intentions, for our parish, and for our families and their needs. Listen to us, O Lord, through Christ your Son. Amen. And we pray with Pope Francis that the Holy Spirit might help us to recognize the gift of different charisms within the Christian community and to discover the richness of different traditions and rituals in the Catholic Church. 10 Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's 10 Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you're here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My mother, Immaculate St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. Jesus, in the Gospel from today, from Mark chapter 5, there are two incredible healings. A little girl who is raised from the dead, which seems like it's kind of the centerpiece healing in this whole story. And then this old woman who's cured of this terrible bleeding that she has suffered for for years. And it's the story of, of that woman who bled for 12 years that that I want to pray about in this in these moments. And it's not even about healing for me, it's about the gift of faith. Here we have a woman who had given everything she had in order to be cured, I suppose, first of all, cured of the, of the bleeding. 
now, if at times we might even complain about healthcare in our countries or in different systems, you can imagine that in ancient times, uh, access to healthcare and even access to medicines was certainly not what it is today. Maybe even for better or for worse, but she'd given everything she had in order to be cured. And we know from the gospel that she really was no better off as a result of that. But perhaps having heard of the other healings that had been performed around Galilee, she wasn't going to miss her opportunity. And so whenever she heard that you were there, Jesus, she reaches forth more than just physically. She reaches forth with all that she has, not even just to be cured, but to be to be at an end of all her suffering, that that whole 12 year period of difficulty was just going to be at an end. You think about whenever you begin to get a sore throat and it's a little bit scratchy, or you begin to get a sore stomach and you're just at the start of it and you think, oh goodness, this is going to be, I don't know, a couple of days of a rough ride. What must she have thought 12 years prior, whenever this bleeding started? She probably thought the same that we would all think whenever an illness starts. What the heck? Where is this going? When is this going to be over? And there's a draining sensation whenever things just keep going. And especially something kind of medically related because seemingly we've no control over it. And even though it's, it's your own body and it's happening deep within you, you, you can't do anything to solve it. It's tremendously mm, powerless situation. Robs us of all control. For 12 years, she suffered that. And so reaching forth to touch not even your arm or to, to, to shake you and say, please heal me, Jesus. Her faith, knowing that even if she could touch your cloak, that she would be well. That is such an amazing gift of faith. I was speaking to a young priest one time well, in the days that he was preparing for his priestly ordination, and we were talking about celebration of Mass. And something that had struck me around the time of my own ordination, whenever the priest picks up the host before he says, Behold the Lamb of God, that it's a kind of an intense spiritual moment. You look down at the, the little uh, gold pattern before you, and there is the body of the Lord. There you are, Jesus, in the Eucharist, ready for us to receive you. And the priest takes the, the host and says, Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. It's, it's you. It's totally you. And in the, the old Mass, the priest says a prayer to himself before he, he touches the host. He says, I will, I will receive the, the bread of heaven and I will call upon the name of the Lord. That prayer has done me so much good spiritually speaking, down through the years, to prepare myself just to, to touch your body. Okay, the priest picks up the, the bread and says the words of consecration, but doesn't really touch you, Jesus, in the Eucharist after that point. And so this is a kind of moment of intense preparation for communion, knowing that we're going to receive you into our bodies, into our, into our souls in that moment. So it's, it's an intense moment. And I think we need a prayer even just to prepare ourselves to, to touch your sacred body, to touch the Eucharist. And 
what I shared with him at the time was that, you know, in this moment, you're going to pick up the Eucharist. And just remember that that woman had the faith to know that even if she touched your cloak, she would be healed. And here we're not touching you, your cloak. We're touching you really and truly present in the Blessed Sacrament under the form of bread and in the chalice under the form of wine. She reached out and, and touched you. And, and here in this exact same moment, picking up that, that host from the pattern, I, I have that same feeling that if I really believe in this moment, in this touch, I can be, I can be healed. I can be healed of, of my infirmities. I can be healed of the, the things that afflict me. And yet I still struggle with so many things. And it just makes me think not so much about the healing, but of that woman's tremendous faith. Maybe it was that she had given everything and then she was, she was healed. Maybe she had a few thousand pounds, or dollars or whatever your currency is, tucked away in the bank. Maybe this moment of healing would be great because she could get her life back and she could use that little bit of money to kind of get things back on track. She has nothing. She has literally nothing in that moment. And in her nothingness, that's whenever she can reach out and receive. And maybe our own lack of healing is because we don't have that nothingness in faith. Yeah, we, 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 we say we want to be healed. Yes, we, we pray for healing, but maybe we just lack that, that gift of faith in the moment that she had, that, that sense of, of, of having nothing and needing everything. And we say we want to kind of fix our life or we want to be healed of something. But are we really at nothing? Are we really ready to, to give up everything, all she had in order to be cured? And really, whenever I examine my own conscience and think about it, so often that kind of that desire for healing is very strong, but maybe the desire for complete conversion is lacking a little. She had such amazing faith and, and she's, a, she's a hero in so many ways. It also makes me think of a, a great book that I, that I read years ago um, by a Spanish priest, English translation of his Man the Saint. I'm sure it has a kind of a trendy title that's been republished. But look, it could easily be Lady the Saint. One of the basic points that he makes in the book is that, you know, we think of all these great heroes of our faith in the past, and it's, it's wonderful, the saints, and they sustain us. But if we're wanting to think about great heroes in the faith, why do we always think of, of people who are dead? Why do we think of the saints as being the greatest heroes? And isn't it a bit tragic that we can't think of living people so often? That we can't even think of ourselves as being that example of faith to others? So look, this is a kind of a call to holiness, really. It's a call to, to deep faith in seeing her faith, in, in reaching forth, in, in touching you, Jesus, that she will receive that healing that she needs. So often, Jesus, we touch you. And so often you, you, you touch us back in different things, in the Eucharist, in the sacraments. But we don't get the follow through, not because of you, but because of us. And so, Jesus, we want to just see how more we can open our hearts in faith. How much more we can struggle up that inclined plane in order to get closer to you. To leave behind the things that are weighing us down. Or that it's just kind of getting in the way. We really pray for healing. We really pray for conversion of life or holiness. But there's always something there rubbing against. So Jesus, show us what that is. And then give us the grace 
that we need to be like that woman, to reach out, to touch your cloak, to touch you in the Eucharist, and to pray for that healing that only you can give. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations that you have communicated to me during this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. There's always a lot more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. This liturgical day begins in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Tuesday, January 30th, 2024. I'm Paul Sadek, and we begin this day of prayer now as we join with the whole church in prayer. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and and my my mouth mouth will will proclaim proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship the Lord, our mighty God. Come, let us worship the Lord, our mighty God. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before Him, singing for joy. Come, let us worship the Lord, our mighty God. Know that He, the Lord, is God. He made us, we belong to Him. We are His people, the sheep of His flock. Come, let us worship the Lord, our mighty God. Go within his gates giving thanks. Enter his courts with songs of praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Come, let us worship the Lord Almighty God. Indeed, how good is the Lord, eternal his merciful love. He is faithful from age to age. Come, let us worship the Lord Almighty God. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship the Lord Almighty God. Lord, let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me. Lord, Lord, let let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me. O Lord, listen to my prayer, and let my cry for help reach you. Do not hide your face from me in the day of my distress. Turn your ear towards me and answer me quickly when I call. For my days are vanishing like smoke. My bones burn away like a fire. My heart is withered like the grass. I forget to eat my bread. 
I cry with all my strength, and my skin clings to my bones. I have become like a pelican in the wilderness, like an owl in desolate places. I lie awake, and I moan like some lonely bird on a roof. All day long my foes revile me. Those who hate me use my name as a curse. The bread I eat is ashes. My drink is mingled with tears. In your anger, Lord, and your fury, you have lifted me up and thrown me down. My days are like a passing shadow, and I wither away like the grass. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me. Be attentive, Lord, to the prayer of the helpless. Be attentive, Lord, to the prayer of the helpless. But you, O Lord, will endure forever, and your name from age to age. You will arise and have mercy on Zion, for this is the time to have mercy. Yes, the the time appointed has come, for your servants love her very stones, are moved with pity even for her dust. The nations shall fear the name of the Lord, and all the earth's kings your glory, when the Lord shall build up Zion again and appear in all his glory. Then he will turn to the prayers of the helpless. He will not despise their prayers. Let this be written for ages to come, that a people yet unborn may praise the Lord. For the Lord leaned down from his sanctuary on high. He looked down from heaven to the earth, that he might hear the groans of the prisoners and free those condemned to die. The sons of your servants shall dwell untroubled, and their race shall endure for before you that the name of the Lord may be proclaimed in Zion and his praises in the heart of Jerusalem, when the peoples and kingdoms are gathered together to pay their homage to the Lord. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will will be forever. Amen. Be attentive, Lord, to the prayer of the helpless. You, O Lord, established the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. You, O Lord, established the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. He has broken my strength in mid-course. He has shortened the days of my life. I say to God, Do not take me away before my days are complete, you whose days last from age to age. Long ago you founded the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you will remain. They will all wear out like a garment. You will change them like clothes that are changed. But you neither change nor have an end. 
Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, you live in the hearts of your saints, and so have built up Zion. May you always show your greatness through their good works. You, O Lord, establish the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. Listen, my people, to my teaching. Give ear to the words I speak. A reading from the first letter of Paul to the Thessalonians. My brothers, we beg and exhort you in the Lord Jesus that even as you learn from us how to conduct yourselves in a way pleasing to God, which you are indeed doing, so you must learn to make still greater progress. You know the instructions we gave you in the Lord Jesus. It is God's will that you grow in holiness that you abstain from immorality, each of you guarding his member in sanctity and honor, not in passionate desire as do the Gentiles who know not God, and that each refrain from overreaching or cheating his brother in the matter at hand. For the Lord is an avenger of all such things, as we once indicated to you by our testimony. God has not called us to immorality, but to holiness. Hence, whoever rejects these instructions rejects not man, but God who sends his Holy Spirit upon you. As regards brotherly love, there is no need for me to write you. God himself has taught you to love one another, and this you are doing with respect to all the brothers throughout Macedonia. Yet we exhort you to even greater progress, brothers. Make it a point of honor to remain at peace and attend to your own affairs. Work with your hands as we directed you to do, so that you will give good example to outsiders and want for nothing. We would have you be clear about those who sleep in death, brothers. Otherwise, you might yield to grief, like those who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose, God will bring forth with him from the dead those also who have fallen asleep believing in him. We say to you, as if the Lord himself had said it, that we who live, who survive until his coming, will in no way have an advantage over those who have fallen asleep. No, the Lord himself will come down from heaven at the word of command, at the sound of the archangel's voice and God's trumpet. And those who have died in Christ will rise first. Then we, the living, the survivors, will be caught up with them 
in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Thenceforth, we shall be with the Lord unceasingly. Console one another with this message. At the word of command, at the call of the archangel's voice, and the sound of God's trumpet, the Lord himself will come down from heaven. He will gather his elect from the four winds and from the depths of the earth to the heights of heaven. When the Son of Man comes, he will send forth his angels with a mighty trumpet blast. He will gather his elect from the four winds and from the depths of the earth to the heights of heaven. A reading from the treatise Against Heresies by St. Irenaeus, Bishop. The Word of God became man. The Son of God became the Son of Man in order to unite man with himself and make him, by adoption, a Son of God. Only by being united to one who is himself immune could we be preserved from corruption and death. And how else could this union have been achieved if he had not first become what we are? How else could what is corruptible and mortal in us have been swallowed up in his incorruptibility and immortality to enable us to receive adoptive sonship? Therefore, the Son of God, our Lord, the Word of the Father, is also the Son of Man. He became the Son of Man by a human birth from Mary, a member of the human race. The Lord Himself has given us a sign here below, and in the heights of heaven, a sign that man did not ask for because he never dreamt that such a thing could be possible. A virgin was with a child, and she bore a son who was called Emmanuel, which means God with us. He came down to earth here below in search of the sheep that was lost, the sheep that was in fact his own creature, and then ascended into the heights of heaven to offer to the Father and entrust to his care the human race that he had found again. The Lord himself became the first fruits of the resurrection of mankind, and when its time of punishment for disobedience is over, the rest of the body, to which the whole human race belongs, will rise from the grave as the head has done. By God's aid it will grow and be strengthened in all its joints and ligaments, each member having its own proper place in the body. There are many rooms in the Father's house, because the body has many members. God bore with man patiently when he fell, because he foresaw the victory that would be his through the word. Weakness allowed strength its full play, and so revealed God's kindness and great power. Christ has been raised to life. He is the first fruits of the harvest when all the dead shall rise. Just as in Adam all men die, so in Christ all men will be brought to life. Death came through a man, and through a man the resurrection of the dead has also come. Just as in Adam all men die, so in Christ all men will be brought to life. Let us pray. Grant us, Lord our God, that we may honor you with all our mind and love everyone in truth of heart. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, 
forever and ever. Two miracles in today's gospel. One is even a resurrection. It's coming up in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app on Tuesday of the fourth week in Ordinary Time. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, a healing and a resurrection. It's from the fifth chapter of the Gospel of Mark. When Jesus had crossed again in the boat to the other side, a great crowd gathered about him, and he was beside the sea. Then came one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name, and seeing Jesus, he fell at his feet and besought him. My little daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her so that she may be made well and live. And Jesus went with him. A great crowd followed him and thronged about him. There was a woman who had had a flow of blood for 12 years and who had suffered much under many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. She had heard the reports about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. If I touch even his garments, I shall be made well. Immediately, the hemorrhage ceased, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. Jesus, perceiving in himself that power had gone forth from him, immediately turned about in the crowd. Who touched my garments? His disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing around you, and yet you say, who touched me? (laughs) Jesus looked around to see who had done it. But the woman, knowing what had been done to her, came in fear and trembling and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. While he was still speaking, there came from the ruler's house some who said, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? But ignoring what they said, Jesus said to the ruler of the synagogue, Do not fear. Only believe. Jesus allowed no one to follow him except Peter and James and John, the brother of James. When they came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, Jesus saw a tumult and people weeping and wailing loudly. When he had entered, he said to them, Why do you make a tumult and weep? The child is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him. But he put them all outside and took the child's father and mother and those who were with him and went in where the child was. Taking her by the hand, he said to her, Talitha kumi, which means, Little girl, I say to you, Arise. And immediately the girl got up and walked. She was 12 years of age. They were immediately overcome with amazement. Jesus strictly charged them that no one should know this and told them to give her something to eat. 
This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Let's focus on the woman with the hemorrhage for just a few minutes. What faith she displayed when she said, If only I can touch his garment. Well, that's the kind of expectant faith that we should have when we receive Jesus in Holy Communion. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 3, Ordinary Time. Hear my prayer, O Lord, let my cry come to thee. Do not hide thy face from me in the day of my distress. Incline thine ear to me, answer me speedily in the day when I call. The Gospel of today's Mass tells us of the miracle Jesus worked on that occasion when he crossed once again to the other side of the lake, probably to Capernaum. St. Luke tells us that crowds awaited him. They were happy to have Jesus with them again. He immediately went towards the town, followed by his disciples and the crowd that always surrounded him. Amongst all these people who pressed upon Christ, a somewhat hesitant woman comes close to him, then holds back. If I touch even his garment, I shall be made well. She had suffered from her illness for twelve years, and she had used up all her human resources. She had suffered much at the hands of many physicians, and had spent all she had. But that day she understood that Jesus was the only person who could cure her. She knew that she could be healed not only from an illness that made her unclean before the law, but that he could cure her whole life. She stretched out her hand and managed to touch the hem of Christ's cloak. At that moment, Jesus stood still, and she instinctively felt that she had been cured. Who touched my garments? asked Jesus, addressing the crowd about him. I perceive that power has gone out from me. At that very moment, the woman saw that those eyes which could pierce the depths of men's hearts had rested on her, and immediately, in fear and trembling but filled with joy, she fell down before him. We, too, need to have contact with Christ each day because we are full of weakness and infirmity. It is when we receive him in sacramental communion that this encounter with Jesus, hidden in the sacramental species, takes place. We receive such a store of good things in each communion that our Lord can look on us and say to us, I perceive that power has gone out from me. We receive a torrent of grace that inundates us with joy, gives us the firmness we need to carry on, and causes the very angels to be amazed. When we approach Christ, we know that we are faced with an ineffable mystery, and that however fervent our communions, we are not worthy to receive him as he deserves. The Holy Eucharist is the hidden stream from which the soul receives indescribable benefits which last beyond our existence on this earth. Jesus comes to remedy our need. He responds promptly to our cry for help. As our friendship with Christ grows, we long for the moment of communion to arrive so that we can unite ourselves intimately with him. We seek him with the same diligence as this sick woman, with all the means at our disposal, both the human and supernatural means, such as turning to our guardian angel. If sometimes, because of a journey, examinations, or work, it is more difficult for us to receive him, we should make a greater effort, stir up more inventiveness, more love. 
We will seek him then with the same determination as Mary Magdalene when she went to the tomb at daybreak on the third day without worrying about the soldiers who were guarding it or the great stone that stood in her way. St. Catherine of Siena uses an example to explain the importance of our desire to receive Holy Communion. Let us suppose, she says, that several people each have a candle of different weight and size. The first person carries a candle weighing one ounce, the second two ounces, the third three ounces. Yet another person carries a candle weighing a pound. Each person lights his candle. It is only to be expected that the one who has the candle weighing one ounce has less ability to give light than the person with the candle weighing a whole pound. The same thing happens to people going to receive Holy Communion. Each one carries a candle, that is to say, the holy desires, greater or lesser, with which he receives this sacrament. These holy desires, in whatever degree they are present, which are a necessary condition for a fervent communion, are manifested in the first place by our determination to abhor all deliberate venial sin and any conscious lack of love for God. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers and you'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Let's continue praying now. We join the whole church. We're led by our friends at divineoffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. I will sing to you, O Lord. I will learn from you the way of perfection. I will sing to you, O Lord. I will learn from you the way of perfection. My song is of mercy and justice. I sing to you, O Lord. I will walk in the way of perfection. Oh, when, Lord, will you come? I will walk with blameless heart within my house. I will not set before my eyes whatever is base. I will hate the ways of the crooked. They shall not be my friends. The false-hearted must keep far away. The wicked I disown. The man who slanders his neighbor in secret, I will bring to silence. The man of proud looks and haughty heart, I will never endure. I look to the faithful in the land, that they may dwell with me. He who walks in the way of perfection shall be my friend. No man who practices deceit shall live within my house. No man who utters lies shall stand before my eyes. Morning by morning, I will silence all the wicked in the land, uprooting from the city of the Lord all who do evil. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. so that your people may walk in innocence. You came to us, Lord Jesus, and told us to be holy, as your Father is holy. 
Help your children to love what is truly perfect, so that we may neither speak what is evil nor do what is wrong. Let us stand in your sight and celebrate with you the Father's love and justice. I will will sing sing to you, you, O Lord. I will will learn learn from you the way way of perfection. Lord, do not withhold your compassion from us. Lord, do not withhold your compassion from us. Blessed are you, and praiseworthy, O Lord, the God of our fathers, and glorious forever is your name. For you are just in all you have done. All your deeds are faultless, all your ways right, and all your judgments proper. For we have sinned and transgressed by departing from you, and we have done every kind of evil. For your name's sake, do not deliver us up forever, or make void your covenant. Do not take away your mercy from us, for the sake of Abraham, your beloved, Isaac, your servant, and Israel, your Holy One, to whom you promised to multiply their offspring like the stars of heaven or the sand on the shore of the sea. For we are reduced, O Lord, beyond any other nation, brought low everywhere in the world this day because of our sins. We have in our day no prince, prophet, or leader, No holocaust, sacrifice, oblation, or incense. No place to offer first fruits to find favor with you. But with contrite heart and humble spirit, let us be received, as though it were holocausts of rams and bullocks, or thousands of fat lambs. So let our sacrifice be in your presence today as we follow you unreservedly. For those who trust in you cannot be put to shame. And now we follow you with our whole heart. We fear you and we pray to you. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, do not withhold your compassion from us. O God, I will sing to you a new song. O God, I will sing to you a new song. Blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my arms for battle, who prepares my hands for war. He is my love, my fortress. He is my stronghold, my savior, my shield, my place of refuge. He brings people under my rule. Lord, what is man that you care for him? Mortal man that you keep him in mind. Man who is merely a breath, whose life fades like a passing shadow. 
Lower your heavens and come down. Touch the mountains, breathe them in smoke. Flash your lightnings, rout the foe, shoot your arrows and put them to flight. Reach down from heaven and save me. Draw me out of the mighty waters, from the hands of alien foes whose mouths are filled with lies, whose hands are raised in perjury. To you, O God, will I sing a new song. I will play on the ten-stringed harp to you who give kings their victory, who set David, your servant, free. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Lord, God of strength, you gave your Son victory over death. Direct your Church's fight against evil in the world. Clothe us with the weapons of light, and unite us under the one banner of love, that we may receive our eternal reward after the battle of earthly life. O God, I will will sing sing to you a new song. A reading from Isaiah. All you who are thirsty, come to the water. You who have no money, Come, receive grain and eat. Come without paying and without cost. Drink wine and milk. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. Lord, listen to my cry. All my trust is in your promise. Lord, Lord, listen listen to my cry. All my trust is in your promise. Dawn finds me watching, crying out for you. All my trust trust is is in your promise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Lord, Lord, listen listen to to my my cry. All All my trust is in your promise. Lord, save us from the hands of all who hate us. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. 
Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, save us from the hands of all who hate us. To the God who gives us the joy of praising Him this morning, and who strengthens our hope, let us pray. Hear us, O Lord, for the glory of your name. Hear us, O Lord, for the glory of your name. We thank you, God and Father of Jesus, our Savior, for the knowledge and immortality you have given us through him. Hear us, O Lord, for the glory of your name. Make us humble of heart. Help us to serve one another out of reverence for Christ. Hear us, O Lord, for the glory of your name. Pour out your Spirit on us, your servants. Make us sincere in our love for each other. Hear, Hear us, O Lord, for the glory of your name. You instructed man to labor and to exercise dominion over the earth. May our work honor you and sanctify our brothers and sisters. Hear, Hear us, O Lord, for the glory of your name. Now let us offer together the prayer our Lord Jesus Christ taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Increase in us, Lord, the faith you have given us, and bring to a harvest worthy of heaven the praise we offer you at the beginning of this new day. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you, and the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Look for the blessings and graces today. Trust me, they're out there. Morning Air is coming up in just a few minutes with John and Glenn. Patrick Madrid a bit later on this morning. And then later on yet, it's Patrick Conley with The Inner Life. I'm Paul Sadek. Let's do this again tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the relevant radio app. You go out now, make this a great and holy day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.